I have been um, serving God for, um, for a long time. I have had the Holy Ghost now for 37 years. Now, you say, well, you don't look that old. That's because I'm not. I got the Holy Ghost and got baptized in the name of Jesus when I was six years old. And through the 37 years, I've had good days and not so good days. I think I can very easily say that most of the bad days are from my own stupidity. Oh, you don't have to amen me like that, Brother Roland. You know, just a little amen will work. <laughs> and all of the good days came because of the mercies of God. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. However, I have found this out about myself. That there are situations that happen that I just think I know the answer. To the point that it seems like I think I know better than God. For I have found myself in a prayer room not asking God for something, but actually telling God what he needs to do in this situation. Oh, don't judge me. Because you've done the same thing. Matter of fact, some of you are looking at situations right now and you know exactly what needs to happen. And you're letting God know. Oh, yes. And if it doesn't happen the way we think it should, guess what? God, you done messed up. Oh, can we get real for a second? I believe we're all guilty of this. We find ourselves in situations that we know best. We sometimes think, God, how could you have missed this? How could you not have healed my friend? How could you have not given me that raise? How could someone else get promoted ahead of me? God, you done messed up. How is it, God, that you didn't open that door for me? Sometimes that's just how we think. But I'm here to preach a very simple message this morning. And that is this. God knows exactly what he's doing. That's what I've come to preach for the next few moments. God knows 
exactly what he is doing. I'm just here to remind you, I know we have lots of life experiences. I know we've been through a lot of stuff. I know we've seen a lot of stuff. I know we are made in the image of God, but we are not God. I may not understand it. My mind may not be able to comprehend it, but please hear me today. God is in control and he knows exactly what he is doing. He told us in Isaiah 55 and verse number eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways are your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heaven, the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, the prophets of old recognized we are not on the same playing field with God. We are not in the same league with God. His thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways. He is higher than me. The disciples also came to this same conclusion when God began to speak and realizing he's just on a, another level. Romans 11 and 33, oh, the depths of the riches, both of his wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again? Who is it that's given God ideas? For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom the glory forever, amen. I'm here to tell you that no one gives God ideas. Nobody is counseling with God. He is God all by himself and he don't have to think the way I think and he don't have to do. I'm here to break someone out of the prison of your own imagination. You ain't God and you don't know best. He does. Job and his friends made the mistake one day of questioning God. Feeling like somehow they knew something. <laughs> and God spoke up. In Job chapter 38 verse 1, And the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this? that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge. Ouch. 
You, you're talking, but you don't know nothing. You are darkening the situation because you won't stop talking about things you don't know anything about. And then he, he looks at Job and he's like, you better man up. So he says in verse 3, gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and, and answer thou me. You want to question me? Okay, put your big boy pants on because it's coming. Where were thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I created all this stuff, smarty pants? Where were you? Declare if thou understand. Tell me. And for the next two chapters, God speaks of things that are beyond man's comprehension. How were the animals formed and the, where does the sea stop and how do I keep the stars in the sky? How does all this happen? Answer me. And when he was finished, Job chapter 40, verse 1. Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him? You're, you're going to tell me? I've come with a bit of an attitude today if you ain't noticed. You're, you're, you're going to tell me? He that reproveth God, let him answer him. And Job got so smart. Verse 3, and Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay my hand upon my mouth. He said, Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yea, twice, but... I will proceed no further. I realized I got in a prayer room and I started asking things of you, God, that I had no business talking about. I started instructing you in ways that I had no business. I did it once, may I may have even done it twice, but I will proceed not a step further because I understand though you slay me, yet will I trust you. I may not understand, but I believe you are on the throne. I believe you are in control. I believe that you do all things well somebody needs to get your trust back in God you need to stop questioning everything that happens and say as long as I'm walking with him he is still in control God knows lift your hands I feel the Holy Ghost You see in our arrogance it 
causes us to miss what God is doing. We may not understand it, but if we can just trust him, walk with him, we'll begin to see things unfold. And most of the time, you don't see God in front of you. You see him when you look back. While I'm walking by faith, I can't see, but all of a sudden I look back and whoo, God was with me. It unfolds. You see, the Jewish people miss their Messiah because they knew their Messiah was God and they could not imagine God as a man. Not only did he robe himself in flesh and become a man, but he was born in a barn. No splendor. No royal robes. No royal announcements except to shepherds. Just born in a barn. They were constantly trying to belittle Jesus. You're from Nazareth. No good thing comes out of Nazareth. You were born out of wedlock. They said this stuff to Jesus. We know who our daddy is. Indicating you were born not of Joseph who's supposed to be your father. Constantly trying to belittle him. The truth of the matter is they simply thought they had a better idea of how God should come to earth. But God says, I know what I'm doing. I did not come for the glory. I have the glory. I did not come for the splendor. I have the heavens. I didn't come for majesty. I am majesty. I came with a mission. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. And he said the only way for that to happen is I must become a kinsman Redeemer, if I'm going to save man, I must become a man. So Galatians 4 and 4 tells us, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. Why? to redeem them that were under the law. If I was going to become the kinsman redeemer, I had to become a man. I had to be born of a woman. I had to come through the proper channels because I had to have blood because only blood can save the world. I know what I'm doing. Because I want to be able to adopt the sons. Because we are now sons, God has set forth his spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, 
Habba, Father. Therefore thou art no more servants but sons, and if sons, then heirs of God through Christ. You see, we have different thoughts. We think of how a king should arrive. We think of how God should present himself. But God says, please, be quiet. I know what I'm doing. You see, this is what we do. We have faith in Jesus, but we still think we know best. We think we understand. And as much as we love God, somehow he just misses the mark. For example, let's look at our political world for a moment. Some people think that are sitting in this building that God messed up in November. Some of you think that four years ago, God messed up. I got news for you. God knows exactly what he's doing. And both of you are wrong. Daniel 2.20 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes times and season. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwell with him. I'm here to tell you, God can see in the dark. Put that scripture back up there. He knoweth uh, what is in the darkness. Uh, he knows uh, what's going on. Uh, you may be scared of the dark uh, because you don't understand God. Uh, but God ain't scared of the dark. Uh, God knows what's going on. Uh, God sees the end from the beginning. Uh, God sets up kings uh, and God puts them down. Uh, you don't tell me God's not in control. Uh, I rebuke that spirit uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, my God is in control. Oh, someone take a couple of seconds and praise him if you believe what I'm saying. You go ahead and tell God how he messed up. Fool. Watch how we treat God. Watch how we treat God. Watch what I'm about to do. Who, who, bad people? Uh-uh. I'm talking about people that love him. People that worship him. Yet somehow, they think they know better than him. John 11 and 1. And a certain man was sick, named Lazarus. It's a certain man named Lazarus. 
of Bethany and the town of Mary and his sister, Martha. <laughs> it was that Mary. I want you to stand who we're talking about here. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. You want to talk about laying it on thick. Mary's calling for you, Jesus. I'm the one that served you. I'm the one that nailed at your feet. I'm the one that humbled myself and took my hair and dried your feet. I love you, Jesus, and, and you love me. And I'm reaching out to you because of Lazarus the one you love is sick. They're pulling every string they can. Tell Jesus, you, you, you better hurry up. Come take care of the people that have been taking care of you. Jesus, you better hurry because the people that brought you into their house and fed you is asking for something. The, the, the people that, that loved you and served you, they're asking you for something. Come on, Jesus. Hurry up. And when Jesus heard, he said, the, sickest, the sickness is not unto death. The this, he didn't say he wasn't going to die. He's saying the purpose is not the death. The purpose is the resurrection. The purpose is not the valley you're going through. The purpose is the mountaintop on the other side. But you still got to walk through the valley to get there. I'm about to explode. It's not because of death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Everything's not about you. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, which is Mary, and Lazarus. He loved the whole family. Yet, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. What? In the world is Jesus doing? I told him I needed him. And I know I love him. And I know he loves us. But he just messed up. He ain't moved for two days. And it's going to take him a couple of days to get to me. Apparently... God don't know what he's doing. 
he needs help with time management. Then after this, his, he and his disciples, he says to his disciples, let us go unto... He's already been talking to them. He's saying we need to go to Judea again. And his disciples say to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou goest hither again? His disciples now are thinking, Jesus, you don't know what you're doing. Jesus, you're not, you're not thinking correctly. You don't understand. You know, I've been to Israel. There are rocks everywhere. That's why stoning was so popular. It could have, no one had to go get rocks. You said what? What, what, what? All we have to do, they don't have to know we're coming as soon as they see us. Jesus, you're just not thinking correctly. Verse 11, these things said he, and after that he saith unto them, our friend, our friend, they all love Lazarus. Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awaken him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. We're good. We don't have to go now. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they just thought he was resting. So in verse 14, the Bible says, then Jesus unto them plainly said to them, Lazarus is dead. Now, they were first thinking, he's sleeping, great, we don't have to come. Now, he's dead. We definitely don't need to come. Matter of fact, I don't know how I've missed this through the years, but this is hilarious to me. First of all, Jesus said, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the tent that ye might believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, here comes smart Alec Thomas. Verse 16. Then said Thomas, which is called Dunamis, uh, um, Timaeus, excuse me, unto his fellow servants, let us also go that we may die with him. <laughs> Great idea, Jesus. He's dead. They're waiting to stone us. Let's just go so we can all die together. Good idea, Jesus. Everybody thinks they know more about what's going on than Jesus. And these aren't sinners. These are the people that love him. These are the people that serve him. But they still think they know best. Then Jesus came and found that he had where he laid in the grave four days already. Now Bethany is nigh unto Jerusalem, 
about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and to Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Jesus, I sent word to you. Jesus, I prayed. Jesus, I did my part, but you messed up. If you've been here, you could have done it. I believe in you. You're not here. I love you, but you missed the opportunity. I serve you, but you're too late. If you had only been here on time. Verse 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha says unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last days. I believe your teachings. I believe in you. I love you. I just think you messed up this time. And Jesus said, wait a second. You really don't know who you're talking to. You really think that I've missed the opportunity. And he looked at her and said in verse 25, he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I am the resurrection. And whenever I say, that's what goes. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the world is looking like. If I say it, it's going to happen. I have the final word. Nothing is beyond me. I know what I'm doing. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe thou this. Believe it. Do you believe that? That it doesn't matter how impossible it looks. That when I step on the scene, I can do whatever it takes. Martha, I know you don't understand I know you think I've missed the opportunity, but if I can just get you to believe what I'm saying, I know what I'm doing. Then Mary was come. She hears and she comes running to Jesus. She saw him. She fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if thou hast been here, these are not people that lacked faith in God. But they did have problems trusting God all the way through the process. Jesus is now dealing with yet another sister that's willing to wash his feet and dry his feet with her hair. 
but she thinks Jesus came too late. Disbelief begins to trouble Jesus' spirit. Then Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her. He groaned in his spirit and was troubled and said, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. They think he's crying because Lazarus is dead. But he had already told his disciples he was coming to wake Lazarus up. The tears that was flowing down Jesus' face was not because Lazarus was dead, but because the very people that he loved and that they loved him did not trust him. They just thought Jesus had missed the opportunity. They just didn't understand. He, he didn't understand the situation. If only you would have been here on my time schedule, everything would have been okay. Jesus simply said, take me to the grave. Take me where you laid him. Take me to the impossible situation. Take me to the place that you think I'm too late for. And Jesus said, now, Take ye away the stone. And Martha, his sister, began to talk to him and said, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. And Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God? But here's the deal, Martha. The next step is yours. I can't call him forth until you move the stone. I can't speak into your family until you move the stone. I can't speak into your marriage until you move the stone. I can't speak to your kids until you move the stone. I can't help you get past the the addiction that you have until you move the stone because the next thing that's got to happen, I know it's hard for you. I know you love me. I know that you care for me. I know that you serve me, but yet you don't trust me because you're still guarding things that you don't want other people to smell about you. You don't want anyone to get a whiff of the problems that you have. So you're going to keep the stone in place. You don't want anyone to know. So I can't go to an altar. They're going to think something's wrong with me. I I, I can't let people see me crying because they're not going to understand. And why should I go? It's impossible. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost. There are people here right now that you feel like there is no hope. You feel like God missed it. 
you still love him. You're still coming to church. But you don't really trust him. But God in his mercy says, if you'll move the stone, I'll come in. If you'll say, let me expose my issue. He says, I'll step in. I'll change your life. I'll change the projection of your, your, your direction of life. I can turn everything around. I haven't come too late. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know uh, that you have to go through some things. Uh, I, I haven't messed up. Uh, I, I can see Peter uh, right now. Uh, Peter uh, is talking to Jesus and he's hearing Jesus saying, oh, I'm about to go to the cross. Uh, I'm about to be humiliated. Uh, I'm going to be nailed to a cross between two thieves. Uh, they're going to mock me. Uh, they're going to take my life. And Peter says, you don't know what you're doing, Jesus. You don't understand. This is not the way a king is supposed to look. And Jesus looks back at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. I know what I'm doing. I know the process that I've got to go through. I know. And I'm here to tell you, you don't know. But he does. And if you'll come to this altar, if you'll come here and move the stone, he he will do a miracle. I'm done. Stand and lift your hands right now. Let your voice out. You don't have to understand. You just got to trust him. You don't have to know everything. You just got to trust him. You got to say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And when I have been tried, I will come forth as gold. Hold on, Brother Ryan. I know I just told you to play, but hold on, please. I didn't come here just to talk to sinners, but if you're a sinner, you need to repent and you need to come to the altar. But what God spoke to me about are the people that love him, the people that serve him, but they don't trust him. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but I feel so strong in my spirit that you're just standing there behind the stone allowing everything to stay shut up and as long as the stone is there the smell will only get worse the longer the body sits there the worse the smell is going to get the longer you let that issue eat at you the worse things are going to get but if you will just say you know what I don't know what's going on and I don't know why God's doing it this way but he knows exactly what he's doing. He, he knows what's going on. He knows the end from the beginning. He does all things well and all things work together for the good to them that love him, to them that are called according to his purpose. And so I'm making up my mind right now. I am not just going to sit through another service. I'm going to walk to an altar. I'm going to lift my hands up and say, God, you are on the throne and I trust you. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. In our politics, in our marriage, in every aspect of our life, in our finances, I trust 
you. Right now with your husband, with your wife, with your friend that's beside you, ask them, would you like to come and pray? If you don't feel like getting all the way up to the front, at least move up a few rows. Come now, ministers get ready. Altar workers come, 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 come. I rebuke every spirit that would come into the people that love God, that would come to the people that serve God. In the name of Jesus. I don't understand it, Lord, but I trust you. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust you. I don't understand why this is happening around me, but I trust you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God is here for you, sir. God is right by your side, ma'am. Ministers begin to move. Altar workers begin to move. In the name of Jesus, if you're here for the first time, I want you to know that Jesus loved you. He went to the cross because he knew what he was doing. He shed his blood because he knew it's the shedding of blood that brings the remission of sins. He knows what he's doing. And today, if you'll give him your life, he will change it to the good forever. That's it. Minister all over this place. If you're in the pew and you're by a family member, minister to him. God knows what he's doing. You don't have to understand it. Just trust him. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Oh, come on, let your voice out like a trumpet right now. Oh, somebody, let God know. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm still going to kneel at your feet. I'm still going to worship you. I'm still going to serve you because I trust you. Come on, there's something about letting your voice out. There's something about you just crying out to God. I won't hold anything back. God, you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. Come on, that's it. I know it seems dark, but God's not scared of the dark. God knows what's happening in the dark. God knows what's happening uh, where no one else can see. It seems like a cloud. It seems like there's no hope, uh, but God knows. God sees. That's it, minister, 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 minister. Come on, there's some people here. You've been through some stuff. You've been through some stuff. And like David, you look back and say, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. When I look back, I see God's always been in control. Even when I was hiding in the caves, God was in control. God knows what's happening. That's it. God's got it. That's it, ma'am. God's got it. 
God's got it. God's got it, sir. That's it. God's got it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Come on, sister. Come on, I know you don't understand. Why did God choose to do this? I don't know. Why did God choose to go to the cross? He knows what he's doing. Why did God allow James to die in prison? God knows what he's doing. Why did God allow this? He knows what he's doing. And I trust him. Oh, 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 Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, hallelujah, 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 thank you Jesus. Come on, God is working. God is moving. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Jesus. Hear me. It was after Job. It was after Job. Had a conversation with God. And realized. You're God. You know what you're doing. There's no reason for me to hold anything over anybody. Forgive what everyone else has done. That God turned the captivity of Job. And at the end, he had twice as much as he started with. Not because he figured it out within himself. What he figured out was God is on the throne. God is on the throne. God's got this. And as long as I stick with God, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Lift your hands from the front to the back. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these wonderful people, these wonderful men and women of God that are here. God, I'm asking you, God, that you will help us. We love you. We serve you. But Lord, let us trust you.
no matter what goes on around us. Let us leave this place knowing that you do all things well and that you are in control in Jesus' name.